Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. It is another beautiful day here in New York City. It is a Tuesday and we are here. Hey, Claude, how you doing? Hey, guys. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's doing well as can be expected. Um, I'm doing good. I am tired. Always. Always, always tired. I actually had such a busy day in the queue yesterday, um, working on toast stuff. And then we recorded the redheads and the redheads are just getting longer and longer. Um, and again, we recorded our audio separately so that the audio is so premium, but it takes me five hours to edit, but it's so worth it because the redheads are that premium. So it was, it was a good day. I tawned and I watched great British baking show, British baking show. I did, um, Nick Vile's podcast. I like, um, he does this advice segment um and it's cool he actually like zooms in the people who are asking for advice and they were all toasters they like were expecting to see nick and they were like they thought they stumbled into the wrong zoom thing it was so funny and they were really cute that's so funny did you give out any good advice yeah you know um i'm not really like a great advice giver because i just think like i'm always like saying you know your problems could be worse you know which is like not what people want to hear when they're like seeking advice so i was trying to be as helpful as possible nick is like so wise and so much like older and more mature and like actually was giving fabulous advice and i was just like listening for the most part but i think i did my part as co-host yeah he gives really good advice he's he's good at that so do I feel like I give pretty good advice I feel like sometimes on dear toasters I don't but I feel like as a friend or a sister um and just like someone in your life I give good advice like if you know me you you know that I'm the person to come to yeah I feel like our our vibe on dear toasters is to give kind of like the unpopular advice like a little bit more tough love like I've seen people write comments who say like we're mean during dear toasters but it's like I always it's easy in a situation that you're not included in to like play devil's advocate Yes. Oh, I love playing devil's advocate, mostly just because I think perspective is so important. And that's something that we talk a lot about on the Redheads Book Club episode, which drops on Thursday. You still have so much time to read the book because it took all of us like less than six hours to read it. It's called In Five Years. And if you're steamy, you're going to like it. Even though there were a lot of varying opinions. It's really interesting. And then I announced my new book and it's just a total departure from what we've been reading. And I think people are going to be shook. That's what a book club is for, differing opinions. Yes. And we really, even though we're all so similar, we have completely different opinions about the books that we read. So it's a good one. Um, got me excited. Got me wearing my Colgate sweatshirt today. Took this down from the top of the closet. Um, but yeah, that's that's all for me. I think I'm going to clean today. My bathroom like could really use a power scrub. So 
I'm just like so done like sweeping up my floors. Like between Theo, my hair everywhere, and Ben's chest hair, like it's something that really needs to be done every day. And it's backbreaking work. And I just like want to let it pile up. But there's no question like when I'll be able to have my housekeeper come back. It probably won't be for a while. So I just, the more I let it pile up, the more work I'm giving myself in a few days. I'm just, I can't be bothered to clean right now. Like list, yesterday, I did not get out of bed until 10 p.m. And I went into the kitchen at 10 p.m. and there was like dishes everywhere and I cleaned the kitchen. But like the kitchen is becoming my least favorite place in the house. Yeah, it's it's tough. Honestly, doing the floors is not even that bad anymore compared to some of the other things. Like the bathroom is my cross to bear, but it's also my happy place. So you got to keep her clean. You got to keep her clean. Well, we have a big show. And once you start like not keeping things clean, that's when it just all goes downhill. Like stay above the cleanliness line. Yeah. That's like with personal hygiene and like keeping your house clean. If you're not doing those two things during quarantine, which I've let myself go for like a week, both physically and in my apartment. Um, and it really makes an impact on your mental health. So as much as you don't want to get up and wash your hair or like your bathroom, I think it's important that we all keep doing it. There's no better feeling in the queue than taking a shower and washing your hair. Like it's just a reset. Like when I'm laying in bed feeling like shit, I'm just like, let me shower. I'll be a whole new woman. If people don't know this trick yet, like try it. It's a new sensation. Just like getting in the shower, washing your hair, maybe like pamper yourself a little bit of a face mask, a scrub, get creative. It's a new feeling because normally like during regular life, I fucking hate showering. It is my least favorite activity. I just, it's always like, I never have time and it's just, you have to do so much, but it's like now I have nothing but time and would love something to do. So I actually agree that quarantine activity um, of showering is super exciting. It's super, super exciting. You've got somewhere to go. You've got like places to be, people to see. Very exciting. Okay, well, I feel like it's time. I feel like today's going to be a quickie. No shows were on last night. News is decent. News is decent. Yeah, so, I just wanted to quickly uh, wish you a happy Cinco de Mayo. Thank you so much. I'm actually really craving now some Mexican food. Like I really want to celebrate. So maybe I'll order something later. I actually have a home chef meal that's like a tortilla soup. So maybe I'll make that for lunch and get festive. Yeah, I would love like a a taco bowl. Cinco de Mayo is like such a fun day for people, but like it's actually the worst day ever for us. Oh, yes. I was about to say why. We like Mexican food. Yes, it is a very sad day for us because today's our dad's birthday. Yeah, and it's like I just never feel like I want to do anything today especially. Yeah, well, you know what? I actually feel like of all the memorial days that come with a loved one passing, the birthday is the happier day because it's like a celebration. If we decided that, you know, if we weren't in the queue and we wanted to hit the town, we could party like in his honor. That's true. But you wouldn't do that on like the anniversary of death. No, honestly, I find the most troublesome day to be Father's Day because as an Enneagram number one, my biggest fear is like missing out on activities. And it's like, everyone's like at the park at dinner, like with their dad. And like, I'm literally at home. You're not Enneagram one, you're Enneagram three. Very different. You're Enneagram one. I keep confusing that. Yes, I'm Enneagram one and I'm very one-y and you're a three and you're very three-y. And you know, that being said, it's Mother's Day this weekend. So if you don't have a mom or you don't have a relationship with your mom, just know like I stand with you in solidarity because I feel that on Father's Day and it's just like not a good feeling. And like, I just can't wait for the day to be over usually. Yeah, that is a tough one. You always like think it's not going to be and then you're in it and it's just like, what about me? Yeah. And if you have both a mother and a father and you have a fabulous relationship with them, like just don't take it for granted, please. Yes. 
Um, well, anyways, I hope everyone's having a great Cinco de Mayo, finding a way to celebrate, get festive, have some margaritas, have some chips and guac. Oh, I'll have, maybe I'll make some guac. I have some ripe avocados. It's time, it is time for to eat the avocados. I'm just so like in this place now where I don't want to do anything because I don't want to clean it up. Yeah. But then it's like, I have time to clean it up. Yeah. And And it's like, you would think I'd be so busy like watching shows, but I've really slowed down on RuPaul's Drag Race. I have found myself literally just sitting in bed on my phone all day. It's crazy. And it's so unhealthy. Yeah, that's that's really not good. You need to find a reason, an excuse to put it down and just fucking read Jessica Simpson's book for once and for all. Oh, yes. I will think about it. Um, also, can I tell you I know that you that won't. I know that you won't. But maybe if I shame you enough publicly, eventually, like, you'll have to. No, I do want to read it. Like, I really do. I mean, I will actually I know that you think- do. I know that you do, but I don't know that you will. Um, can I tell you something funny that happened? Because Ben went to the grocery store a few days ago, and I just, like, I wasn't in the mood to, like, give him specifics. I was just like, get me food, you know? Yeah, and he came back. Yeah, he came back with Pop-Tarts, which I thought was really interesting. And I opened one up yesterday. I took it out of the little tinfoil, and it had no frosting on it. Like, you know how it's, like, the, yeah. the beige thing, and then there's, like, white frosting with sprinkles on top? So it didn't have it. And I was like, oh, how cool. I got, like, a special, like, manufacturer's error. Like I thought I got, I could make my money suing Pop-Tarts because I didn't get frosting. Then I opened up the second one. No frosting. Ben was bought, toaster un- he bought unfrosted Pop-Tarts. I didn't even know that was made. That is fucking sick. Sick. It, and not in a good Jeffree Star way. That's no, it's fucking sick. disgusting. It's, not sick. it's ill. Like <sighs> an illness. I still not ate in it. in a cool way. I you still, still ate it. it. Did you put your own like jam and shit on it? No, I'm so lazy. Like, I literally just <laughs> took the Pop-Tart back to my bed and just, like, ate it. That's so funny. I think I might make another meatless bolognese soon. Um, I got to start getting rid of some of the stuff in my freezer. I have no space. Yeah, no, and it's, like, we've been quarantined for so long now that, like, a lot of the stuff that I thought would last me a while, it's, like, a while is up. Yeah, that's very true. I found garlic with, like, this big mole of mold. It was disgusting. Like, I just can't there. bother with produce anymore. Like, I don't know how Ina Garden does it. No, like, produce is sickening. And also, does everyone just, like, know in their heads the shelf life for most of these items? Because for me, it's just, like, until I see mold. Yeah, it's an eyeball thing for sure. No, but I feel like there's people that are like, oh, you know, avocados are this long and garlic is this long and onions are this long. And I'm just like, I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. And I it's just, I have like a lot, I have a lot of things in my head, like real housewives, like reality TV history, like just a lot that I have to like keep in here at all times. I can't be worried about like the shelf life of produce. There's not enough space. No, there's not enough space. I have a small. No, I mean, I have a bag of carrots that obviously I've never eaten there for Theo because it's a good snack for him. Um, Unclear when we bought them and unclear if I'm poisoning him. How is Theo other than this carrot poisoning? Okay, if you're watching oh, YouTube, us. check it out. Wait, show us so the man. Oh under my the bed. He is just the cutest thing alive. I don't know why I'm whispering. You're wearing AirPods, but. <laughs> that's literally one of the cutest things I've ever seen. Claudia, that's beautiful. It really is. Ugh, I miss him so much. That's probably like one of the hardest parts. Yeah, it's for just, sure. Like, not he getting talks about to you. See, like we used to like work together every day, you know, hit the water cooler. In the beginning of quarantine, I thought that, like, Theo was loving having us home so much. Now he seems so bored, so done with us, like, literally just goes into his crate every day, like a moody teenager. And I feel like 
honestly, his mental health is suffering. I think so too. And I also feel like a lot of pet owners are experiencing that with their pets where it's like their pets are like, go back to work. What are you doing? You know, like this, this is, is my time. time. <laughs> 100%. Imagine going from having so much alone time to no privacy at all. Yeah. And like when you train your dog, however you decide to train them, you can train them to be like more self-sufficient. So a lot of like the things we did with Theo involving the crate, leaving him alone, you don't want them to be so dependent on you because like if you have to go to work, they should be okay. And I feel like I I did all that and it's for nothing now because it's going to be a reset when we go back to work. Like the first time I have to leave him alone, he's going to cry for hours. It's going to make me so sad. He comes into the office, head of culture for TNN. I know, but like sometimes I have like to leave him alone. Then he'll come to the aunties. Okay. I feel like I'm finally wearing my AirPods right. What do you think? 100%. You want to know why I know that? Because I didn't notice them. Usually I see them like horizontally shoving out of your ears <laughs> and I didn't even notice them today. You just like look like a regular. Like that. God. Yeah, I'm getting better. Honestly, AirPods, like I have to charge my AirPods every single day now because I use them for so many activities in the day. Like I use them for the toast. I use it for the redheads. I use it for the Peloton and like they're going to die. I used to like charge my AirPods whenever. I've never charged my AirPods in my life. Then one day it's going to just hit you. You're going to hear that ding in your ear and you're going to say, what the fuck? You know what happens? It's like you're on a plane, six uh-huh. hours, hour Watching one. six hours of Game of Thrones. And you hear, boop, 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 like a, and you know, it's really loud. It fucking scares me sometimes. It's like, yeah. I was like, is the plane okay? <laughs> <laughs> the first time I, it happened, I didn't know what it was until they completely died. And then like, I had to use my, brain to figure out that they were dead and like that whole lighting system they had have is like not really clear no nothing's clear unless you get it onto your phone and they tell you what your percent is oh but to get the percent to pop up on your phone is like a whole other journey oh my god you're like flip 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 i don't know and it's like you get some joe schmo sitting in row 50 like you had his airpods but you don't get yours totally Okay. Well, speaking of technology, it's a great segue into our first story. So I think without further ado, it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's true, Jax, but allow me a minute to let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. For all of our sakes, we need to avoid crowds any way we can right now. But what if you need to go to the post office? What if you need postage to send out letters and packages? Don't worry, Stamps.com is here to help. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do at Stamps.com. Print postage on demand, skip those lines and crowds at the post office. Plus, you can actually save money with discounts that you can't get at the post office. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer in the safety and comfort of your own home, office, or anywhere else you are hunkering down right now. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or you're just working from home and need to mail stuff, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Quarantine or not, I feel like Stamps.com is just so far superior to the post office. Like, if I can avoid going to the post office, like, take my money. No, like... The past few, the past year has been like really taxing on me in the stamps department before I found out about stamps.com from like all the stamps that I needed for my wedding to all the stamps that I needed to send out my thank you cards. It was just like, honestly, really taxing. And I'm so grateful to stamps.com that they exist now. You know, and it's a real like factor when you think of your budget, you don't think of like stamps, but it's fully a thing. Fully. Simply use any computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, leave it for your mail carrier, schedule a free package pickup, or drop it in a mailbox. No human contact is required. It's that simple. And with Stamps.com, you get great discounts too. Five cents off 
off every first class stamp and stamp and up to 40% off USPS shipping rates. In addition to offering discounted US Postal Service rates, stamps.com now also offers UPS services with discounted rates up to 62%. Plus with stamps.com, you won't even have to pay a UPS residential surcharge. There, stamps.com is a no-brainer, especially now saving you time and money and keeping you safe. Our listeners can get a special offer that includes a four-week free trial, sorry, four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. So that's a four-week trial with free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in toast, T-O-A-S-T. That's stamps.com. Click the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter toast. Stay safe, my friends. Thank you, stamps.com. Thank you, stamps.com. Okay, our first story is some very sweet Bebe news. Elon Musk and Grimes welcomed a beautiful Bebe. Very exciting. The Tesla CEO posted the first picture in response to a fan's comment that said, we really need to see a picture of the baby. Please do share. The photo featured a close-up of his son's face with a tattoo filter on it that had words like savage and moody written on the baby's face. The Elon joked in a separate tweet, quote, never too young for some ing, haha. Then he shared an actual photo of him looking down at the baby at the hospital, and it's honestly so precious. He also shared that the couple named their child. It's spelled X-A-E-A-12, which prompted many to speculate the proper way to pronounce the name. Elon liked a tweet that guessed the name to be X-Ash-Archangel. And a Wikipedia page screenshot showed that AE is a ligature named Ash. The A-12 is thought to be in reference to the CIA aircraft Lockheed A-12, which was codenamed Archangel. So if this is true, the baby's name is Ash Archangel. So like Ash, I love that name. Me too. That sounds like a normal name. But when I saw it on Twitter, I was like, Elon, he's always like pranking us. You know, he's like jokester. He's become like quite a memester. He's like the fat Jewish. Yeah, no, he really is. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy for them. They're really cute. Um, I feel like they're, um, they just like live in their own world and it's nice. It is nice. Like there's truly a lid for every pot. And these two are emblematic of that. Um, also, the name Ash just reminded me of our last Redheads book club um, book. If you know, you know, uh, before we were strangers. I, what Ash. kind of dad do you think Elon Musk is going to be like strict? Well, he's already a dad to five sons from his previous marriage, lest we not forget. So I think, but like, I think in this next phase of of fatherhood for him, you know, because I feel like his kids are a little bit older than this Bebe is now. um, I think it's going to be different. I feel like, you know, he was probably working so hard back in the day. Like he was that workaholic dad building up Tesla. And now he's just like that creative dad. Like, hey, Bebe, do you want to go to Mars? Yeah, that's pretty sick for the Bebe. It's pretty sick for the bebe. That bebe is going to be full of creative energy. I feel like Elon Musk having um, children is like five children is one of the most like underrated things in Hollywood. You know, there's like so many things. It's all, there's so many things like that. Like Ashton Kutcher has a twin, like, you know, weird things like that. I think Elon Musk having five kids that nobody knows or talks about is one of those mysteries. Elon Musk is now a father of six. It's just not what I think think of. When I think of Elon Musk, I think Tesla, I think Mars, I think, you know, he said he was going to build a train or something. I don't know. I think of all these things. The hyperloop. Yeah. I don't uh, think of father, but now I will. Yeah. Daddy. Honestly, I fucking love him. We used to talk about him all the time and I just like, I think he's so hilarious and smart and Tesla's like doing really well, I think. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if it's just the David Dobrik effect, but I'm like dying for a Tesla. 
Oh, true. You know what? When you say like David Dobrik Tesla, I don't really like realize that that's Elon Musk. You know, it's like there's Elon Musk Tesla and then there's like, oh, we're driving a Tesla. Yeah. And Elon Musk has been through, you know, quite a, a, a few a few things in the last year. You know, he's, you know, accused that, that hero of being a pedophile. Um, but I feel like he's in a good place now. Yeah. Like in the place of having a newborn son with Grimes. And, you know, Grimes is such an it. interesting girl. She is, but she's also a talented girl. Yeah, no, she's very niche, her music. I, I don't think I've ever heard it, but I'm sure there are a lot of people in underground bars who do hear it all the time. No, I like a few of her songs there. You would like them too. They're obviously, you know, edgy like her, but they have like a pop vibe. Yeah, she's very edgy. She's very edgy. Um, also, speaking of these two, like they debuted at the Met Gala. Was that last year? Um, everyone's sharing photos from the Met Gala on their Instagrams and it's nice. Yeah, no, I'm once again, not trying to be negative. I usually love the Macala. Like it's just the pinnacle. Of, I like, love art. that. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the Kardashians are so respected there. Like it's just really become an actual fun thing for me to watch, even though there's no red carpet really. Like it's, we don't get a lot. We just get photos. There's a massive red carpet. No, oh, there's there is no like, red carpet. No, there's no live stream. Like there's no re- e-red carpet. Like there's no host. Yes, You'll there catch- is. There's no live show from the uh, Met Gala. Like but they he can, does like, interviews. Yeah, like Brad Goreski stands on the side of the stairs and like tries to catch people. Like nobody really, really talks to press. And if they do, like it gets clipped out after. Like you can't turn on your TV and watch the Met Gala red carpet. Interesting. We watch it unfold on social media, which is like an yeah, interesting like way. Yeah, like photos. Yeah, usually I wouldn't like that. Like I just want to see, but it just makes it so exciting and like so mysterious and like so, like I can't touch it, you know? It's like not there. Yeah. And it's, um, it's fabulous. As far as people sharing content from years past, here's what I'll say. If you're going to share content from years past, give me something new. Like Kylie did this whole thing where she was like, you might not know, like this dress actually didn't have a zipper, but I busted out of it. And we added a zipper on my way out. Like little fun facts like that live for Katy Perry showing us the outfit she was already planning on wearing, but like, obviously they never finished. It would have like a baby bump thing on it. Very cool. If you're going to show me something new, but just don't post old pictures of you. Like that's just bragging. I completely agree. Like, there are some interesting tidbits. I know Derek Blasberg has been posting, like, series of photos of him, like, selfies with celebs that are just interesting groups of people, of photos that I hadn't seen before. And that's the sort of thing that I'm interested in. But, like, to see your your measly red carpet look again, um, I'm all set. Did they ever um, announce what the theme would have been this year? Yeah, it was... I mean, I'm not going to get it off the top of my head, but it's it was the theme of the Met. Um, Something vague. Something very vague. Yeah, like, it was okay. Um, Okay, well, happy for Elon and Grimes. This next story is also the big story of the day. Scott Disick checks into, then out of rehab, rehab to work on past traumas. Scott Disick checked himself into rehab in April, though he's already headed home, quote, in an effort to finally come to terms and deal with the pain that Scott has been silently suffering for many years due to the sudden death of his mother, followed by the death of his father three months later. Scott made the decision to check himself into a rehab facility last week to work on his past traumas, his attorney, Marty Singer, told Page Six on Monday evening. Quote, he did not check in for any alcohol or cocaine abuse, shockingly, as a result of the HIPA violation of the facility and his violation of privacy. He has checked himself out and is immediately returning home. We are alarmed by this extreme invasion of privacy and plan to take immediate legal action. So he checked into the rehab. There was uh, someone leaked that he was there and now he's coming home. 
the way that this was reported was so strange because it was reported widely yesterday that he checked into rehab yesterday for substance abuse. And then late last night, his lawyer reached out to someone and said he wasn't there for substance abuse. He actually already left because he was doing like a group therapy in a Zoom session and someone screenshotted it. That is so fucked up. So fucked up. I mean, it's, it's, it's just awful. I mean, I haven't seen the Zoom screenshot like circulated. Maybe, I don't know if it was distributed, but it was, the photo was taken. Maybe still- the photo was taken, sent to a news outlet, and that gave the news outlet confirmation to report on the fact that he was in rehab. Yeah, this is really fucked up. And I'm sure that this facility is no longer going to be um, a do business because they're going to sue the hell out of him. What facility was it? I don't, I don't know. know if they said it, um, but I just feel bad for Scott, like, especially if he was there for grief and, like, we literally just saw all of this happen this week on Kardashians. Like, I just, I really feel for him. Like, where's Sophia? Me too. I feel like she's there. I feel like she's being supportive as much as she possibly can be, but this is a journey he has to be on on his own, you know, and he, he just started to do that and, like, someone fucking ruined it for him and that's atrocious. Yeah. And, and if he was struggling with grief, I'm sure like quarantining, even if he was with, with Sophia, but just like that sense of like isolation and being alone did not help. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I really feel for him. I love him so much. And um, I hope that he's able to find the solace that he needs. Me too. I love him so much. On this week's episode, when his like out of town uncle came and they were on the phone at first, he was like, I like your new TV show. Flip it like Jessica. That was yeah. so cute and so yeah. funny. His uncle Sneeches. His uncle sneezed Jess. Okay, next up, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler reach a joint custody and property agreement. This is so interesting. Their divorce has just been like fast-tracked in the queue. So many different updates. We haven't talked about it recently, but it seems like they are finally on the same page. Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler reached agreements on the two contentious points of their divorce, their children and their money. According to docs obtained by page six, Kristen and Jay agreed that uh, Kristen can use their marital funds to purchase a new home. Their three children will stay at the current home until Kristen moves into the new property. The kids will remain in the house while Kristen and Jay will switch off who stays with them once she settles into her new home. Kristen previously claimed that Jay was blocking her from buying a new house. Um, This is very Gina Kirschenheider of them. And... I like this idea that like, I guess now divorced couples are doing where the kids stay in the house and the parents switch as opposed to the kids going back and forth from different houses. I guess that's kind of nice. Like if you can live that life where you have like multiple homes and you can be, but I don't know. It just seems like you would want to like have roots with your kids in the same house. Like, I, I don't know if I would do it. It's definitely like an interesting new method that people are doing. Um, and it's definitely one that I feel would be a lot easier if you're rich. Yeah. It, I don't know if I would do it, but it's an interesting new method and it's interesting. They also because agreed now to be three new- houses, right? One for Kristen, Jay. one for Jay, and one for the kids. Yeah. They already have two houses. So it's literally just like getting one more. I don't know what's going to happen with those other two houses, but they're so like such nice houses and they need houses. So why not just go back to your old houses? Um, <laughs> They also agreed to be joint primary residential parents and each will spend 182.5 days with the children each year. Um, the J will have the kids every other Friday after school until the following Friday after school. It's like very um, down to every phone call. Like it's very um, court approved. That's actually 
so crazy. I, I feel like in most situations, like the mom just gets m- mostly full custody and then they do like weekends or whatever every other week. This is so interesting. Um, yeah, I kind of also- feel like if you're a mom with like three young kids, like fabulous. For sure. Also, Jay doesn't work. And if you see on the show, like Kristen's always the one who's out and about. So I think for Kristen to have primary custody and to um, have the kids, whereas Jay like actually has nothing on his plate, it also like doesn't really make sense. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, this sounds like it would work for them. This is great. Yeah. I hope it's working for them. I hope they're getting to that amicable place that we assume that they were going to be in, but unclear if they're they're there. Yeah. I think the place that we, you know, falsely assumed that they were going to be at. I don't know. I'm just optimistic. And that's not your fault, Cause, Jackie. Because it's too sad otherwise. I know. They were just really that, like, Instagrammy, like, such a cute couple. And they were together for so long. Like, that's always the ones that shake you. Like, the ones that you just forgot, like, were even married. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next story. This one's for you. Nicholas Cage is playing. Wait. Is it the, um, the story that's sponsored by Liquid IV? Sure. Liquid IV is an easy, healthy solution for dehydration. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. Each serving provides as much hydration as two to three bottles of water, plus vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, and B12. If you're dehydrated, try Liquid IV. It's the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated, and low-key really helps with a hangover when you need it to. Proper hydration is crucial for your immune system and can boost your immunity. More vitamin C than than an orange, and it has as much potassium as banana. It's packed with vitamins B3, B5, B6, and B12, vitamins known to help your body defend against infections. One thing we love most about Liquid IV is that they're on a mission to change the world. They're donating 2.3 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Believe it or not, dehydration occurs daily in three out of four people. I totally believe that which leads to headaches, dizziness, brain fog, muscle fatigue, muscle cramps, dry skin, and more. To stay hydrated with water alone, you'd have to drink eight full eight-ounce glasses of water a day. And I just, I know I have a lot of time in quarantine, but I do not have enough time to drink eight full ounces. Like, it just takes forever. I don't have the time. Liquid IV is so fabulous. Aside from being helpful with a hangover, I get migraines, like, on the daily, most of the time attributed to the fact that I don't drink enough water. And Liquid IV really, really helps with that. Um... Thankfully, there's Liquid IV, the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Target, Whole Foods, and Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code TOAST at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com using the promo code TOAST. You can also find them nationwide at Target, Whole Foods, and Costco. Love it. I love Liquid IV. It's definitely the thing that you need to drink in the queue stay hydrated um okay let's get into our next story i thought i had something else to say but i forget nicholas cage is going to be playing the tiger king's joe exotic in the scripted series from american vandal showrunner nicholas cage is set to star in a scripted series centered on joe exotic the subject of the netflix docuseries tiger king variety has learned exclusively the eight episode series is being produced by imagine television studios and cbs television studios it will be taken to market in the coming days it is based on the texas monthly article joe exotic a dark journey into the world of a man gone wild (laughs) i mean this sounds like a good casting but is it just me or are there like 10 projects in the air in hollywood about tiger king like which i heard one about kate mckinnon like which one is this maybe this is the kate mckinnon one i don't know i'm looking at this picture and they really look alike hollywood always does this where they get like a decent story and then they make like five of the same sort of um 
picture about it. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't watch the series, but you know what this is kind of reminding me of, which I just realized, remember the Anna Delvey story? Of course. So like the, the, the article came out and it was so fascinating with such a crazy story. And then there was like a few other articles, like following up with more information. I recently watched an American greed episode about Anna Delvey and I couldn't even finish it because it was like, at first the story is interesting, but like once you hear it like two or three times, it's like actually pretty boring. It's loser on loser crime. And it's just like, how do you get yourself into this situation? And so, um, I know that there's like a series, there's, I'm pretty sure like Shonda Rhimes was working on a series about For it. Netflix. It's like, by the time that comes out, it's just like, there's not that much story there to be told over and over again. Yeah. Well, I find that like these crazy stories get told over and over again in like documentary form, American Greed. Like I do think watching it in a scripted show will be a different experience. Like I will watch the Anna Delvey thing, even though it's been too long. Like that thing happened like two years ago. I think we were doing The Breath when it happened. Like it's so long ago. Yeah. I, I just like- there's like, it's an interesting story in the moment, but like to keep regurgitating it over and over again, you get to the point where it's like, okay, this girl's like not that interesting. She's really strange. And the people that she swindled, like, come on, you're really going to give this girl thousands of dollars. Like at a certain point, it's like, you, it's just not that interesting. Yeah. I think with, with Anna Delvey, because it was just an article, we never really got to see like a visual of it played out, which I think is what makes it different than Tiger King. Like to me, Tiger King is already so played out. Like the documentary was so long that like, I don't really need to see more, but I've actually, I want to see what Anna Delvey looks like. Do you know what I mean? Or like a representation of what she looked like. Okay. I think if you like watch the American Great episode, which is pretty much a documentary about the story, like you'll realize that you're not interested in this woman whatsoever. Also, one of the, her friends wrote a book called My Friend Anna. That's what was making me think about this because someone posted about it in the Redheads yesterday. And I was just like, I don't need to read a whole book about this either. Like I got the story from the article, the story, it was interesting, but now I'm moving on. I don't need to see it like five other iterations of it. You know, it's just so funny that you brought up Anna Delvey because I didn't realize that I followed her on Instagram when all that stuff went down, but she's in jail. And like when, when she was at the height of her thing, like she had someone like posting on her Instagram and she actually recently posted on Instagram. I want to say over the weekend. That's so weird. Yeah, no, it's so creepy when people post from prison. Yeah. Um, I just was thinking about that and wanted to share with the class. So yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting uh, conversation. Yeah. Just like there's a lot of stories out there. Go find them. Yeah. Um, next story, which is um, about what we were talking about yesterday, but now we have the full details of the Twilight new book that is coming out. Twilight author reveals a new book, Midnight Sun. GMA has an exclusive reveal of the cover of the new book from Stephanie Meyer, the long anticipated retelling of Twilight from Edward Cullen's point of view. So it's not a prequel. It's the same story from Edward's point of view, which I'm actually sort of into. Um, That's kind of cool. So I guess the movie, but the original book was probably Bella's point of view because the movie was. No, and even like when, even in the movie, like when we, we see everything from Bella's point of view, like we're in her house and her feelings and like her talking to her friends, like what was happening at Edward's house when he first saw Bella at school? Like, what did he go home and do? He didn't come to school for a few days. What was going through his head? And to me, he's such a more interesting character than Bella was. Like, Bella was just so quiet and, like, mean to her dad. Um, But Edward had this, like, full life up in that mansion and on a hill. So I think this sounds fabulous. I'm worried, though, that they'll adapt it into a movie, and there's no way we're going to get Robert Pattinson to play that role. So um, we'll have to get Fabert Pattinson, and (laughs) that makes me sad. 
Yeah, that does make me sad. I hope that it's not adapted. In, I mean, I hope that it is, but also Twilight is just so perfect. Like, leave it be. Twilight is so perfect. Like, I could watch that, the one, Breaking Dawn part one, where they get married and go on their honeymoon. The end of that movie where she, like, kind of dies, like, that's not my favorite. But that first half of the movie, to me, is, like, the most perfect love story of our generation. Like, that wedding, that dress, that, the night that they had sex for the first time, like, all of that is like what romance is like his speech at the wedding, you know, no amount of time will be long enough, but let's start with forever. Like true romance. Like I, I think that like I could watch that first half of breaking Dawn and be the happiest woman alive forever. It's so, it's so true. And the music from all the movies is so good. And like, it's so um, tailored to the movies, but also like captures the, pop culture and i'm not even talking about a thousand years christina perry which is the best song of all time like truly which we got from twilight and we got a part two from twilight too right right like but everything else just the soundtracks like you listen to the soundtrack and you feel like you're in the movie like it's just so well done we were so obsessed with twilight growing up like we just loved it so much and i listened to that soundtrack like and there's just so many songs like i've never heard outside of twilight but if if someone just played it right now i'd be like this is the song from twilight i'm like bella's waking up yeah, like I could actually launch a whole podcast about Twilight. I love it so much. And I rewatched it recently because you did and like you totally inspired me. And it was one of like, the, it was, I wish I almost didn't do it so that I could do it right now and like have it all come back to me. But like what, and I watched it with Ben and, and he liked it. And I know I spoke about this yesterday, but part of me wishes I didn't watch it with him because I spoke about last week how like whenever I'm watching something, um, if it's like emotional or sad, like Ben always looks at me and like makes fun of me. And I have these very emotional reactions to Twilight and I found myself like holding it in because I knew Ben was going to make fun of me. So maybe I'll do it again without Ben because he was just like making me self-conscious. Yeah. Also, like if you trust my take on things, you should do it with High School Musical. It's such a treat. It's such a treat. Yes, 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 yes. Because like Zach and Vanessa are that love story. They're so in love with each other. All right, you know what? I'll think about it. I, I'll think about it. I've been wanting to um, to do something like that, like dive into a franchise. I think that that's the one for you. I really do. Yesterday, I got like the itch to like start Glee again, but I don't think that I can because I do this thing where I start Glee and I, I'm so head over heels for the first five seasons. And no matter what, I say every time, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. I never finish it. Do you know that I'm the biggest Glee fan and I've never finished Glee? It's because you don't want it to be over. No, I do. It's just like, it gets so bad. Like after Finn dies and they're like living in New York and Santana becomes the understudy in um, Fanny Bryce, like it's just so unrealistic. Um, And I just get frustrated and I always phase out and I start again. I'm like, this is the time I'm going to finish Glee. No, never finished it. Yeah, I feel that. Well, there's actually some good stuff to watch. I need to watch Hollywood, but I'm saving it. And I need to watch season four of Money Heist, but I'm saving that too. I just need to have like some things. I might never watch these things just so that I'm always having something to look forward to. That's nice because once you've actually watched everything on planet Earth, I don't think there's a a lesser feeling in the world. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Okay, well, those were the five stories. Very interesting stuff. Um, We have more to talk about TV recap, but that part of the show is brought to you by Legacy Box, the super simple mail-in service to have all your home movies and pictures digitally preserved on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. Mother's Day is fast approaching. What are you getting for your mom? What about the gift of memories? 
this is such a fabulous product. Mm-hmm. We used to like literally watch so many of our home videos growing up. You had to get like a VCR adapter, an adapter DVD, DVD, Blu-ray, like so many things. You would end up like breaking your cassette, but Legacy Box is like the most perfect company. They send you a box. You throw all, they can digitize pictures, videos, throw it all in a box, slap the label on, and they get it back to you. They can send it in a thumb drive. It's really, really fabulous. It is the perfect way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. From start to finish, it's so easy. You pack it and send it. Their team digitizes digitizes everything by hand. You get it back and enjoy. You can get perfectly preserved digital copies on thumb drives, DVD, or on the cloud with ready-to-watch, share, and enjoy. Plus, they keep you up to date with regular emails throughout the process. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home videos, photos, and has helped over 750,000 families digitally preserve their past. Rediscover your glory days by digitizing these irreplaceable heirlooms with Legacy Box. Win the Favorite Kid Award this Mother's Day and give mom a present she'll never forget. For a limited time, Legacy Box is running a 50% off Mother's Day special. Order your Legacy Box today and take advantage of this incredible offer. This is one of the best discounts they've ever offered. Legacy Box is perfect for you or for someone you love. Go to LegacyBox.com slash toast and save 50% off while supplies last. Legacy Box is the best thing, like, personally, but it's also the best gift to give anybody because it's so thoughtful and it's going to mean so much to them because everybody has a closet full of videotapes and things they don't know what to do with and actually want to watch. So, Legacy Box, the best. Sign on, be a good gift giver. Do you remember, like, when we used to scrapbook our photos, like, from bar mitzvahs and stuff? Yeah, that was fun. I love scrapbooking. That's actually a great hobby to take up during quarantine. It is. I've been thinking about getting back into knitting. You know, I took up knitting um, spring break of junior year. Remember when we had a trip planned to Puerto Rico and the day before we left, we realized mom didn't have a passport? Yeah, Costa could- Rica. What did I say? Puerto Rico. Costa Rica. So we stayed home all of spring break and that was actually – the same, the, same t- the same day I learned how to knit was the same day Margot sharded for the first time. Wow. I'll never forget that. She and I were watching TV. We were so bored. And she went to the kitchen. You know, she always eats weird things, like even as a kid. So she made this weird concoction of sliced up pickles and like old tuna fish. And she brought it into the bedroom. And she literally was eating <laughs> for five minutes. And I'll never forget. She looks at me. She goes, Claudia, oh my God, I think I just sharded. And she ran to the bathroom it was the funniest experience ever and I also I remember not being able to help because I was in the middle of knitting and that's my spring break of junior year wow that's snitch well it's her birthday tomorrow so everyone make sure to send her some birthday love so like crazy a true birthday um queen tyrant yeah for sure like you have to like you know make some sort of flipogram or collage for her like it's, yeah she need more about like the digital present than the physical present. Yeah, I need to work on like my post for her. Do you have something ready? Um, no, of course not. I'm gonna go back into the archives. Maybe I have like a hilarious video of her when we were on tour. Like I have become this person who doesn't take pictures. Like I was trying to Instagram for both your husband and Olivia's husband and I couldn't find anything. Like I don't take pictures. Yeah. Well, now after the queue, we'll, we'll change that. Yeah, well, my time hop today has been giving me, like, Margot's birthdays of years past, um, mm-hmm. when she had a great Roman-themed 21st birthday party. Like, I'm just I'm so jealous of the person I used to be. I used to go to so many fun parties. Yeah, we did. Well, that's interesting. You know what I watched? I forgot to tell everyone. I watched that movie, Dangerous Lies, on Netflix with Cami Mendez. Um, I heard not great things about it. 
here's the thing. Maybe the movie's not good, but I just love watching her. I think she's an amazing actress. And so I enjoyed the movie because I enjoyed her. Like I, I enjoyed my time with the movie. I would recommend it to someone. It was like the perfect fun fair. Um, she's so great. Yeah, I really like her. Um, I actually saw something so funny about Riverdale on TikTok. They were like, what has happened to Riverdale? And I haven't watched it in a few years, but it was a scene of Jughead and Betty like fighting about how Jughead's just like her dorm room boyfriend and then they like start singing a song. Oh, it's probably from the, the musical episode, but I haven't watched that yet. Do they do only one episode with music or are they sing now all the time? They do one musical episode a season and it's because the Riverdale High does a musical like and they all participate so the whole episode is just a musical it's actually really cute I can't believe how obsessed with Riverdale like we and I used to be and now I don't even watch it like we launched a fucking after show after Dale I love Riverdale still I think I have a little like PTSD from doing after Dale which is why I no longer um watch Riverdale not that we had a bad experience like we had fun but it was so like it was so much work and nobody it was watched so it. much pressure we used to have to get there like watch the whole episode in like this corporate room in like the pitch black dark or it was so bright and everyone was talking and yelling at each other and then we had to do an after show like about an ep- about a show that was not that much to talk about like it was just we used to have to get like full glam like the day would like start like we had to start preparing for it at like four o'clock and we wouldn't be done until like 10 30 and it was all for like a tv show that we just wanted to enjoy yeah no that's what it was it made us stop enjoying it but with that first season it was like a cultural reset and I think we thought it would continue out and it's still a popular show but it's not like nearly as big of a deal or as popular as it was seasons one and two I think that it is you just don't watch it yeah I just assume if I'm not watching it it's not popular yeah but I'm watching it it's still great like the quality of the show is great and I just like to watch them all together because I can't deal with all the mystery there's so much mystery. That's how I feel um, about Dynasty, even though I'm like now 14 episodes behind. I'm jealous of you. I'm like four episodes behind now. I'm starting to batch them because they are a little stupid when you watch them just one off. The, the problem with that is like sometimes you get to a point where you're so, so behind, like so many episodes that you just stop watching. And that's exactly what happened to me with Nashville. I, we were all watched it and then I stopped a few episodes and I just never caught up. And honestly, I like wished that I hadn't gotten so far behind because I never could really pick it up again. It was too much responsibility. But why don't you just binge it now? Like you would binge any other show. Nashville is so good. If you guys haven't watched it and you're like into steamy fun, con- like TV shows, that is the best show to watch. Or if you're a Lennon Stella fan, that's really where she got her start post YouTube. The whole thing is so good. Connie Britton, Deacon Claiborne, who, you know, now is Ward Cameron from OBX. Um, Hayden Penetier. It's so good. It's so good. Her personal life, she has like a a lot going on. I love her. Ever since Raising Helen, one of the best movies. You guys should definitely watch Nashville if you have it. I actually, I finished it um, probably last year. Like I watched the last few episodes together and it just, they really buttoned it up nicely. Oh, that's nice. I like that. I mm-hmm. just couldn't take that girl Scarlet. She was so annoying. Yeah, she's really annoying. She was still annoying towards the end. And I think she became like a more main character, like as seasons went on, right? Yeah, there was, a, there's definitely a lull. There are some dips, but it's a strong show. Every, any like soapy show like that has like random characters and storylines that you're like, what the hell is going on? But overall, like it turned out nicely. Yeah, no, that's Desperate Housewives. Like, remember Edie's husband, Dave? Like that was such a weird time. Yeah. Oh my God. I missed, I want to watch Desperate Housewives, but I can't even, like, I need to, I don't even think I have the time now. 
Yeah, no, I, I have just, so much time, but no time. No, like, because then I would just be legit watching TV all day. And, like, it is a full-time job to stay out of bed until, like, 6 o'clock. Yeah, that's what I'm going to try and do today. I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, I think that's all she wrote. I don't know. Did you write anything else? I didn't see anything. No, I spoke to her and she said, I'm done writing. <laughs> okay. Well, then that's that on that. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us. The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow for hump day. Bye.